On balance, although it is sound advice to double down your efforts to one or two platforms, I do believe it's more important to be everywhere first. Hello and welcome to Brandtude, the show for entrepreneurs where we discuss personal and business brands to give you ideas and inspiration to stand out, win business and be heard in a noisy world. I'm Shireen Smith, lawyer, author, and curious business owner, keen to uncover what moves the needle in branding. Topics I explore include how the brand impacts your success, how to design a brand that has legally distinctive visual elements and works so you reach success and have more time or more money or less stress. I also explore the role of intellectual property and brand protection and monetizing your brand using franchising or licensing. Subscribe to find out more. This is the audio of a video recording I did a few months ago. Since then, I've actually become aware of some really interesting content, which indicates that it's actually a red herring to chase engagement on social media. I'll be covering that content in a future podcast episode. So with that caveat in mind, listen to what I've got to say about this topic here now. Now, over the last few years, I've really enjoyed creating content to share my thoughts about brands and IP because that's how I refine my thinking and develop new ideas. In the process, I've come up with a framework that moves the needle for business owners. I'm really excited about it. It's a product called Brandtuned, which my next book will cover. Yet, in consistently putting out content on a range of social media platforms, I have sometimes wondered whether there's any point in continuing these marketing efforts, given that I don't get a lot of engagement on any of the platforms. There is the odd hit piece of content, but as a rule, I might typically get four or five likes on a LinkedIn update, for example. Is it worth continuing is something I constantly ask myself. Although they say not to compare yourself with others, it's difficult not to do so and to feel you're lacking in some way. Inevitably, I found myself wondering whether content you know, what content would have more impact. I know Gary Vaynerchuk's advice is to engage more with others' content if you want engagement with your content. He should know he runs a thousand-person social media agency. It's something I definitely intend to try, but so far I've not made time for it because there are so many other priorities, such as running my business, producing the content I'm putting out on social, overseeing the delivery of client projects, writing my new book, creating my new product, brand tuned, and a myriad of other things, such as doing a marketing plan, 
for my upcoming book, as my publisher expects a really robust one. I've often been tempted to give up. Why not save my time and just not do any social media marketing? This was my thought when a video guy once remarked to me that my content wasn't getting much engagement. At the time, I thought, if he's judging my content in this way, maybe others are too. So am I doing myself more harm than good putting out content that is seen not to be engaged with? Should I continue? Is this person's judgment an indication of what everyone else is thinking? Is there any point to my providing education and information for the world to freely take and use? You may wonder why I continue to put out a weekly video, a weekly blog, get my team to create content from it to share on all social media platforms, given that it feels like nobody cares about what I'm putting out. If you measure it by the number of likes and comments in any event, it's because I know this is a long-term game. And deep down, I'm confident the lack of massive engagement doesn't really matter. What matters is that I continue. Likes and comments aren't the right metric to focus on for anyone. Anyway, I feel I can plug some of the gaps down the line once I double down on one or two channels. I'm still developing my ideas and working out what I can do to really move the needle for entrepreneurs and business owners when it comes to supporting their business journeys. I feel I'm nearly there. In the meantime, what gives me the courage to continue is that I get plenty of work coming through, which I attribute to my blogging and social media efforts. These put me top of mind for people who know me from other areas of business life. They notice my content, even though they don't necessarily do anything to engage with it. However, they turn to me when they need IP support because in their minds, I'm associated with IP and brands. Given that I'm everywhere online, I'm there in front of their noses wherever they hang out so that when they have a need for services that I can help with, they contact me. Often, someone will tell me they noticed a video I've put out or that my content is amazing. Now, you could knock me down with a feather, is my thought, when anyone says this to me because they've never once liked or commented on my stuff anywhere on social media. In my quest to be omnipresent, I have gone on to produce a podcast, Brand Tuned, Successful brand, successful business. It doesn't get massive numbers of downloads, judging from the download figures other podcasters occasionally mention getting. So I know there's room for improvement. I should be featuring on other people's podcasts, improving my interviewing skills and taking all sorts of other actions. However, 
I try to focus on the positive, that I've got a podcast out there, that it's gradually getting more known, that it brings me to the attention of people who would otherwise not notice my content. The thing is, you can't do everything well from the get-go. We all have strengths and weaknesses and can grow and learn till the day we die. Continuous improvement is something to strive for in every facet of business, if not in life, actually. While there are different schools of thought about the right way to approach social media marketing, I actually have my own views. Some say you should just focus on the most important social media channels for your business and double down all your efforts there. For me, that would probably be LinkedIn and Twitter. Apart from the low engagement levels, I seem to be doing well enough on LinkedIn, judging from the fact that my social selling index score is in the 80s. I've even been granted access to LinkedIn Live, which I've not yet used because I really can't find time to think what a good approach to use for LinkedIn Lives would be. You see, I don't prioritise it because I don't really see the point of doing a live video when I might at most get a handful of live visitors. Why not just record a video instead? Why do all these social media platforms get us running around doing live videos? Haven't people got better things to do than to watch live videos? On balance, although it is sound advice to double down your efforts to one or two platforms, I do believe it's more important to be everywhere first. I guess I prefer to build an omnipresent brand while gradually focusing on one or two platforms more because if things were to suddenly change so that your preferred platform disappeared, I wouldn't want to start from scratch on a new platform. Better to keep a presence on them all and then home in on improving your presence on your one or two platforms of choice in due course. From time to time, I buy books on how to increase LinkedIn effectiveness and I implement one or two ideas. However, I have learnt that there are no silver bullets. I suspect the answer to getting engagement is exactly what Gary Vaynerchuk outlines in his video. This requires a lot of time because you have to identify posts to engage with on 10 different hashtags and leave thoughtful comments three times a day for three months. I'm still trying to find a way to implement this that gets my team doing some of the heavy lifting, but so far it's not been successful, probably because I've been half-hearted about it. This is partly because I'm aware that the nature of people's content does impact the engagement they might expect. You see, my content is probably not built for massive engagement compared with someone who's selling something that 
people are struggling to do, such as to get more traction on LinkedIn or to learn how to invest in property without having a large sum to put down as a deposit or the like. Much of the content that I've traditionally put out has focused on how the law impacts people. This means people will either unfollow me if what I say makes them uncomfortable, for example, because they learnt that what they're doing isn't correct, or they'll take note, but not necessarily engage to indicate they've taken note. At some point down the line, when they see a need for it, they'll reach out to me. As mentioned, I've already concluded from what people say to me that there are a lot of silent listeners out there. They're paying attention, but they're, you know, they're only half paying attention because, you know, they're going about doing other things. It's a noisy world. And so people only half see all the content out there. At the same time, I'm constantly exploring putting out different types of content to assess what content gets most interest. You know, you may be wondering why an intellectual property lawyer is creating content around how to promote your business online. Well, that's because brand building is very much part of what I seek to help my clients to do. My new book will discuss this aspect of my work in more detail. It's not generally well known that intellectual property refers to many different assets, not just patents and inventions. In fact, the most relevant form of intellectual property to every business is their brand. The brand is entwined with copyright, trademarks and building your presence online. My approach to IP sits very close to marketing and advertising. You see, the name you use to identify your products and services is the linchpin to your marketing activities. If you're not using a name that works from an intellectual property perspective, it's like having a colander instead of a container supporting your marketing. You'd be pouring time and money straight down the drain if you're using the wrong type of name. A large portion of your marketing time and money will feed your competitor's marketing budget instead of putting your business at center stage. Also, you need clarity to build your brand and brand strategy is something I very much help my clients with using our brand-tuned offering. Small businesses don't have the resources to waste, so before you consider how to market your business, make sure the IP fundamentals are in place. In this post, I don't discuss these, but there are posts on the Asright site that point you in the right direction such as, is a brand intellectual property? Definition of brand and intellectual property. Or intellectual property rights, frightening? Or how brands grow, a book by Byron Sharp. You see, the world of content is getting noisier and noisier. It can be difficult to make an impact 
but it will be doubly difficult to do so if your brand is hard to find once people become aware of you. This is what sorting out your brand name and strategy is all about and is so important. You also need to address how to combine your business, product and personal brand to best effect and get all your social profiles set up in a consistent way before getting started. When your resources are limited, it's even more important to be strategic so you make the most of your content. Right now, I'm rethinking the podcast, so I'd love any feedback you could send me. What do you like or dislike about the podcast? Do let me know. Just send an email to info at aswrites.com or you can message me on most social media platforms. I would love to know who is listening to this podcast. So send me a message on LinkedIn and let me know if you're a listener from the podcast. I'd love to connect. In next Friday's episode of, yeah, that's episode 27 already, I'm interviewing Jeff J. Hunter, who helps entrepreneurs with their personal branding. He also has a VA agency, so people can cost-effectively manage their social media and other work.